0: We're listening to Queer Travel Chat by Two Bad Tourists. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our weekly podcast, Queer Travel Chat. My name is Austin. I am one of your hosts. And with me every week is your other co-host, David.
1: Hello, I'm David. Um, do you still love that podcast intro music? Because I still love it. I love it. We dance to it every time <laughs> I love it. It just stays in my head. Um, okay, so uh, today we're going to be talking to Joey Amato about his travel experiences, uh, blah, 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 about his experiences as a travel journalist, uh, about his online publication Pride Journeys, and about queer-friendly destinations around the U.S., and we'll share a little bit of our experiences traveling around the U.S. Um, before, but first, yes, But first, uh, I have a little fact for you, Austin, to see uh, what you know about uh, LGBT cities in the U.S. So Often, can you name the top six cities uh, with the highest LGBT percentage in the U.S.? And I choose six because the last two are tied for five.
0: Hmm. If I had to guess, it would probably be Palm Springs, Fort Lauderdale, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York,
1: and Chicago. Okay, so you've got uh, one of them, right?
0: Oh, wow. I would have thought I did better than that.
1: Yeah, actually, but I don't know why. No, I have to check my... Um, Okay, so yeah, San Francisco is the top one. 6.2%. Yeah, 6.2% in San Francisco. Then number two is Portland, 5.4%. Austin, at 5.3%. New Orleans oh, at five point one percent. Seattle and Boston at number five for four point eight percent. This is according to a survey done in two thousand fifteen. So you know you have to take that into consideration. It's yeah, you know it's seven, been, years it's seven years old. It's also, you know, an LGBT survey, so I imagine not everyone answers. Um, yeah. Honestly, but it does give us an idea of the, the gay demographics in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of surprised. Well, it has to be major cities because
0: places like Palm Springs um, and Fort Lauderdale maybe are smaller, but they definitely have higher uh, portions. But um,
1: yeah, Los Angeles isn't here at like number eight. Interesting. But um, yeah, I was surprised by those top cities as well,
0: well. Yeah. Well, I like your facts. Anyway, let's continue. Let's go. So before we get into the episode... I want to say a couple of words uh, about our gay sailing trips, which we are hosting this year. So if you've been listening, you know that we are hosting a gay sailing trip in June to Greece and one to Croatia in August. And actually, we're, we're really happy because the Greece one just sold out. So if you were hoping to join, we will have a light wait list. But unfortunately, you can't join Greece because uh, we sold sold out that trip. Uh, but Croatia is still open. We still have uh, quite a few spots on that, which is August 25th, I believe. So just visit our website, 2badtourist.com, to learn more about that. And if you like the show, please subscribe to it on Colin and give the episode a like with the heart icon once it's published. Uh, you can always follow us on social media. We're always at Too Bad Tourists. And lastly, please feel free to leave us a comment uh,
1: about what you want to hear more of. Okay, so let's start off by kind of talking about our so, some of the places that we've visited that are the most lgbt friendly, uh, focusing on the U.S. and kind of our favorite spots. So, what are your favorites? Um, I haven't been to as many places as you have for sure, but of the places I've been to, um, you know, of course, like New York and San Francisco and L.A. Uh, but actually put Chicago at one of my top mm, places yep. because, it's a good one. I mean, it's biased because we used to live there. Yep. I always say for four years, I think you say. I think it was like two and a half, but. I rounded up to four. <laughs> who's who's counting? And, uh, you know, because I just, I know Boys Town, I know the, the area very well. And it's such a, a great uh, city and has a great uh, gay scene. And I really liked it. Um, also up there for me is, is Miami slash Fort Lauderdale. Uh, we went there, I think, forever ago. 2012, on... I think, yeah, which was the first time I went there, and I really liked, of course, the whole you know the weather, the beach scene, but also I love that Spanish is everywhere, and it's yeah. you know they they address you first in Spanish, and I remember going out in Fort Lauderdale was really fun. So I've heard people are... say it's like the. The capital of Latin America.
0: Love it. (laughs) Well, some of my favorites. um, I actually really like big cities. So I really love places like New York and San Francisco, particular for their, you know, gay scene. And then some of the, like, opposites of that, which are the tiny places but have really big gay scenes, like Key West, Provincetown, Palm Springs, uh, just to name a few. Um, So those are just really cool because you go to these little tiny places. uh cities and they're just you know overwhelmingly lgbt which are really I cool wish i have i wish
1: i went with you to those places to key west and palm Springs. specifically yeah i don't know where you're doing but
0: but i went i think i was just there. <laughs> you left
1: me here in spain and i, I did working
0: <laughs> well let's i, I want to um i want to get some opinions from joey because i know he's done a lot of travel in the u.s
1: so. i think more than us so yeah. yeah let's get joey on and he can talk to us about uh, some of his experiences joey you can go ahead and unmute on the bottom right microphone icon and join us or I can force you to unmute (laughs) I can force it (laughs) hello Joey
0: are you there did we lose him all right for anyone listening live. hello can you hear me
1: there you are we
2: got you It, it wasn't unmuting me that's really strange.
1: Well, well I'm here. Like, uh, yeah. we're, we're happy to have you. I'm not surprised we had some technical difficulties. It's, no worries. We always get through it. It, it
0: happens. It's a new so, app, so they're always making improvements. So,
2: But welcome. Thanks yeah, well, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. And it was really funny because as Austin was going through his potential top six list, it is ident- or was identical to my potential top six. Oh, that's so funny. I was shocked to hear that. Those were not the destinations. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, this is my quick, fast googling, so I don't stand by <laughs> any <of> my numbers. <laughs> yeah. But this is what I found, and I found it on, on Gallup uh, and the New York Times. So, yeah, it's a kind of interesting, surprising
0: metropolitan areas. so yeah. I don't know what that Yeah, means. it's probably the metros that they're talking yeah.
1: about. Yeah. yeah, because not seeing um, New York on that list was unusual. Yeah. Um, well, Joey, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do? Sure.
2: Um, first and foremost, my name is Joey Amato. I've been in LGBT media for probably 12 years now. I started as the editor of South Florida Gay News in Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Matters. And then I worked for a few magazines before launching my own magazine called Unite when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we expanded to Indianapolis, Indiana, where I currently live. And that shut down a few years ago. We just got tired of it. Um, so I launched Pride Journeys, which is my current travel endeavor, um, about four years ago. And we do editorial content, um, syndicated travel columns, as well as an LGBT directory, which we're launching um, in 2022 one we're launching either next week or the week after. Um, and we're excited because about 70 destinations have asked to be part of the directory.
0: Excellent.
2: Wow, that sounds great. And and what
0: um, actually brought you to Indianapolis?
2: So when I lived in Nashville, like I said, we had a magazine there and we expanded here. Oh, um, right. And then when I was just bored in Nashville, um, I decided to relocate somewhere and Indianapolis made my short list. And since Uh, I had so many business contacts and friends here, I decided just and logistically it's only four and a half hours away. Um, So it wasn't like a cross-country move or anything like that. So um, I've been here a little over three years now. And
1: did you always, like, how did you get started in journalism and did you always want to be a writer and journalist?
2: Yeah, so I have an MBA in marketing. And when I was in grad school in Orlando, um, I got an internship with a fashion magazine there a local fashion magazine so that was like the start of my journalism career actually no back up i used to write for my college newspaper um oh, that's so cool. my first story published was an interview with nile rogers of chic if you remember nile rogers um he, that, wrote a like a madonna. he wrote like a version for madonna uh oh, you know, okay. his claims to yeah, make. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um okay. so so from that point forward, um that's how I got into publishing. And I've I go between public relations and publishing all the time. Um I have a PR company. I work for some PR companies too, um, as a freelancer. So but I've been I've either worked for a publishing company or had my own for the past decade or more.
0: And so what was the What was it that motivated you to actually start your own publications as opposed to, you know, working for someone else's?
2: I always had an entrepreneurial vision and mindset. So when I relocated to Nashville, I was working with a magazine based out of Tampa called OMG, and they shut down. So there was nothing in Nashville, Tennessee at the time in a magazine format. There were two newspapers, LGBT newspapers, Um, And I wanted to do something glossy and a bit more upscale and feature the arts and culture of Nashville. So I launched Unite in Nashville, and everybody thought I was crazy. Um, (laughs) It it was before Nashville was a bigger city like it is now. It wasn't as popular back then. Um, You're talking maybe seven years ago before the boom. So it wasn't as trendy as cosmopolitan. You know, Amazon wasn't there with their office um, a lot of the big um, advocates in the LGBTQ space weren't there yet. Nissan North America is headquartered there. They were one of the first ones to really be supportive of the community because they'd moved from Orange County, California to Nashville. So when they moved into town, the city itself really became more, more LGBTQ friendly from a corporate side. Okay. So I decided to launch it. And, you know, we were very successful after the f- second issue, we, we became profitable um in wow. indianapolis our first issue was profitable wow, so yeah because we were a bit more upscale we weren't a traditional um lgbt bar rag we were more like an right. eight by we were more like a, a uh out magazine for nashville uh-huh. God, um, like that so, format yeah. eight, eight so it looked ten. nice and people wanted to
0: advertise exactly
2: more. a lot of art a lot of culture um i always had celebrities on the cover i have a music business. Background. So I was in. I worked for Sony. I worked for a few PR companies. So we've had Dolly, Cindy Lauper. We've had Rod Stewart on our cover. Um, we, we were always a bit different than other gay magazines around the country, and it worked for that market because it's Midwest, it's South. Um, so they're not as open as, let's say, a San Francisco or a Key West is. You know, we had to be a bit more conservative with our content. So putting the celebrities on the cover always helped out.
1: Smart. Uh, Well, can you tell us a little bit more um, about Pride Journeys and and what your content and publication focuses on?
2: Sure. So Pride Journeys was launched about four years ago and we do LGBTQ travel news. We also do um, syndicated columns. So what I did was when I closed Unite, I had that PR background and I worked with other LGBTQ media in North America. And what I did was all of the articles about the featured articles when I visited Destination, I started sending them out to the other media in a syndication format and just said, hey, if you want to print this, here it is. You know, so Pride Journeys, Grand Rapids, Pride Journeys, Oklahoma City, they'll be on Pride Journeys, but they'll also be in, you know, Grab Chicago, um, OutClick in Fort Lauderdale, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be anywhere. So that sort of became my distribution outlet for my syndicated columns. And then we launched the travel directory about three or three years ago. And that has grown exponentially. So we feature destinations. A lot of them you probably never heard of because I haven't heard of them. sometimes, <laughs> um, right. And they're, they just, they, they want to be known as being welcoming, but they're not your San Francisco's. They're, they're more of like your Topeka, Kansas. Um, I've never been to Topeka, but their their city says that they're welcoming. <laughs> um, I'd like to go and experience it for myself. Wichita, you know, um, yeah. Sir, Grand Rapids, Saugatuck in Michigan, um, which you you may have been to Saugatuck. In These are cities
1: in the U.S.? <laughs> These are cities in the U.S., yes.
0: I've heard so. of Saugatuck. I've never actually been there. Um, yeah,
2: Saugatuck is wonderful.
0: Yeah. so yeah so uh next question for you got distracted so how how has pride journeys actually grown and evolved since you started it uh over the past four years
2: well as a syndicated platform we actually publish now not every article but most of our articles get picked up by 10 to 15 other lgbt outlets around the country so our reach is actually quite large when you add up all the circulation from those publications, so for example, a destination will invite me to visit um, in hopes that they'll get picked up by other LGBTQ media and help spread the word
0: hmm. okay that's a really cool that's a really cool model.
2: yeah, I mean at, at first I wasn't doing it for financial reasons at all. Um, it was more of a side project right. um, for me the the directory. Is where I make most of my revenue from because those I charge uh, cities and destinations for a listing. So I really don't make money off of the the column, the syndicated columns. I make them off of the directory.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Well, and then just for for the audience here, um, just some background. You and I met at I'm not sure which IGLTA convention IGLTA. If you've been listening, international oh wow, we've been LGBTQ plus enough. travel association. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe we met in New York or or one before that. I'm not sure. Um, but I guess the question I had is like, how did you originally get connected with
2: with IGLTA, and and kind of what's your level of engagement now with the organization? Sure. So when I took my first job at South Florida Gay News in Fort Lauderdale. Um, we're actually They were based in Wilton Manors, which is right where the IGLTA office is. Um, right. So I became friends with Loanne and John and their whole team over there. And Josh was there at the time. So I, I've known them for probably a decade or more. Um, and I've been a media sponsor of some of the conventions. I've, of course, been to some of the conventions um, mostly the U.S. ones, it's it's difficult for some of us to get to the international ones um, unless sure. it's a paid sponsored trip. Um, right. So I'm hoping, I don't know if I'm going to get to Milan or not, to be honest. Um, it's going to be a bit difficult because I'm building a new house here, so I'm not sure when that's going to be ready. Um, but the one after that, is it Puerto Rico? They it just is announced? Puerto Rico. Yeah, we, just announced, Rico. we yeah. just
0: announced 2023 will be in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yeah,
2: so I definitely would. That that would be on my schedule. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's definitely much closer
1: for the U.S.-based market. Yeah, that would be a little bit easier. Okay, so let's uh, talk about the destinations in the U.S. So what are some of your favorite or top LGBT-friendly destinations in the U.S. and also um, some more that, that might be more surprising or underrated gay-friendly places?
2: Sure. Well, I'll start off with the ones that, you know, the the go-tos. Um Palm Springs, Chicago. Um I'm actually going to Provincetown next month for a trip. Ooh, nice. Um I've been there in that the winter sense. but never in the summer. So, um amazing. Somewhere. It's one of my yeah. favorite little cute gay towns in the US. See, I like the cute gay yeah. towns. I'm not I'm I grew up in New York City, so I'm not really a big city person anymore. I enjoy Chicago, but not like downtown Chicago. I enjoy Boys <laughs> The <Town>. neighborhoods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I get laughs> um that. But some of the under-the-radar destinations that I love are Oklahoma City, um, I, Grand Rapids is really cool. Um, I was just in, where was I recently? I travel so much. Milwaukee, I like um, as a destination, Kansas City. A lot of Midwest destinations are just really friendly, um, and they're not as well-known and that's Did sort of you, like the sweet spot of pride journeys. I don't. I don't do a lot of trips about San Francisco and New York. It's more mm-hmm. so the second tier cities.
1: And and how was the the queer scene in those cities?
2: So Oklahoma City actually has a gay They okay. have um, they have a gay resort, um, hotel slash resort with a few different um, bars on the property. They have an about four or five other LGBTQ bars on the same street surrounding the hotel. So that little section of town is, is extremely gay friendly. Um, And Tulsa, which is not too far from OKC is also um, pretty queer friendly as well. So, and they're 45 minutes away. So between that part of Oklahoma, it's pretty cool. Um, I can't say the rest of the state is, but (laughs) um, those two cities are, are, are great. Indianapolis. It's also under the radar. You know, there's a bunch of our nightlife scene isn't as great as other cities, but the the community and the nonprofit organizations are are huge here. Um, it's it's our city is so philanthropic when it comes to LGBT nonprofits. Um, it's probably one of the biggest philanthropic cultures I've ever lived in. Um, there's just a ton of different. Nonprofits here for LGBTQ youth. Um, you know, there's HIV/AIDS organizations that I actually work for, called Damien Center. Um, there's IYG, there's Gender Nexus. There's just so many organizations here, and and the community just supports them. It's it's wonderful.
0: Amazing. So, Joey, when you're when you're talking with these different destinations, and you know, you probably get some invitations to go visit. Like, what? I mean, what kind of goes through your mind? What are kind of your decision points in deciding, like, oh, yeah, I want to go visit this place and I want to write about it or, you know, no, that place is not. Like, what are some of the
2: things that interest you or you want to learn about those places? So I never really say no unless it's difficult to get to logistically for me, Um some places are about like there's no airport and it's a six hour drive from somewhere. And those are just hard for me to get to. Yeah. Um, I was just in Palestine, Texas. I got what? back. <laughs> yeah. It's outside of Dallas. Um, I guarantee you probably haven't heard of that. never know. <laughs> it's it, it's, a, it's a very small city. It's a small town. Um, I was there for a arts and culture festival that they do every year. Um, and, You know, I'm not going to say it was the most gay-friendly city I've been to or destination, um, but it wasn't um, not friendly. So it was just different. You know, it's very – there's a lot of things to do in nature, and I did goat yoga, and there's a big train (laughs) culture, railroads and trains. So it's not – there's no rainbow flags. There's no bars to go to. It's just but more there's that, goat yoga. There's goat <laughs> like, yoga. Exactly. Not
0: everything's goat
1: about rainbow flags and gay bars. Yeah. <laughs> but but how did you find out about this festival in Palestine?
2: So they invited me. They got in touch with me. So, okay, um, and it worked. They for contacted me. you. Yes, yeah. sometimes they call me. Sometimes, um, if I want to go somewhere, I contact the CVB at the city and tell them I want to come to town. Um, I'm doing Salt Lake City next month. And I think they contacted me or I met them at a conference, I think. Um, so they want to get me out there to write a or I've never been to Salt Lake City. so and, and they actually have a very good, a very big LGBTQ culture as well. i
1: heard that um, as well, yeah. Wait, Surprising. and for those who don't know, including me, <laughs> CV what? CVB,
2: Convention Visitors Bureau. Okay. It's still like the, the tourism office. It's the tourism Got office, it. yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just, you know, for the people
1: CB, who don't CB, know. like
0: <laughs> refers to like the tourism on the the biz, the B2B side
1: and the consumer side leisure yeah. Well, go, talking about this festival, I mean, it's one of the things Austin and I like to to travel based on kind of events. I think it's yeah. a really great way to discover a place you might not, you know, otherwise go visit. And I think we've been to you know a small town uh, town in Spain as well, just for random events we heard of. So it's a really fun way to discover events. You just have to also mm-hmm. or discover destinations. I mean, but you have to find out about the event. Really. For sure, exactly. yeah. It's not- and-
2: Sometimes I don't like to go to destinations when there's a big event because you don't get to experience the destination in its normal right capacity. Um, I did Phoenix. I've done Phoenix a few times. And the first time I was there, I was there for Pride. And it was just so overwhelming. You know, it was mm-hmm. tens of thousands of people. You couldn't get into a bar. You couldn't get anything. It was just too crowded. And then I've done Phoenix outside of a Pride event. And it was wonderful. Um It was just a different experience. So I tend to, unless it's a small, like I did do Wichita Pride um, because it was Kansas and I didn't know what else to do there. Um, So the Pride there was great because it wasn't huge. It wasn't a million people. Um, So that was a good event. Depending on the size of the
1: city is if I decide to go during a Pride month or not. So do you you prefer like a, a smaller Pride event like Wichita or do you like the big city ones like New York or Chicago?
2: I've never been, I hate to say this, I've never been to New York City Pride. Um, I had relocated to Florida um, before I came out. So I just, I've never done NYC Pride. I've never done LA. I did do Sao Paulo. Um, I got invited to Brazil to do Sao Paulo Pride years and years and years ago. And it was 2 million people. And I was scared. <laughs> it's,
0: it's supposed to be the largest in the world.
2: It's the largest in the, the world. Second,
0: Sao Paulo is the first. Yeah, oh, and, I didn't
2: know. And I speak a little bit of Spanish, but they don't speak Spanish. They speak Portuguese. So I, I was I couldn't communicate with anybody um, except for our little pod of journalists and. I didn't know any, it was just a, It was an experience. Um, let's just put it at that.
1: <laughs> it sounds yeah overwhelming for sure, but it, it it's a fun way to see a city. I think during an event, it's definitely like you said a skewed way. It's not the the day to day, but uh, it's fun, for right?
0: Sure. We were in, exactly. in Rio de Janeiro. We were in Rio de Janeiro for Carnival, and it's and it's similar, right? Like you, you don't really mm-hmm. get to see Rio in the same way
1: because. Um, it's, it's like seeing it the over. city drunk and wasted. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Basically. Which is fun, but exactly. so sometimes it's exhausting. Yeah. After think I think day six I was like, I can't drink anymore. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go home. <laughs>
1: Okay um uh, so before our, our our podcast uh today we did some stalking on your Instagram and on your like oh, no. pride journey so <laughs> um I have some follow up questions first with your photos so I want to know about the story about uh, the story behind some of your photos so I saw you have a photo with Dolly Parton uh Gus Kenworthy and uh, a cheetah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, in well, that order, if you could Johnny saw great photos
2: so before I moved to Indianapolis, I worked for a music p r company in Nashville, and one of our clients was Dolly Parton, so I've met Dahlia a handful of times. she is amazing, she's everything you think she would be. she's hilarious, she's warm and friendly um i worked, we also represented Cindy Lauper, Tanya Tucker, um a wide variety of people um so that's the Dolly photo. Good.
1: I'm glad that Dolly stays true to the reputation she has as, yes. you know, a, a sweetheart.
2: You said Gus, right? Next? Gus, yes. yeah. Okay, so when I was in Aspen, Aspen Gay Ski Week a few years ago, right mm-hmm. before COVID, it was the February before the world shut down, um, Gus did a meet and greet at one of the ski, out, I guess ski clothing stores in Aspen. Um, so that's where I met Gus. And the cheetah photo, there's actually two. Wait,
1: wait. Is Gus as good looking in person as he is in his photos? <laughs>
2: yes. And I had a boyfriend at the time, so I couldn't do anything. Ah, I feel yeah. for you. <laughs> and and, the if, waste, you the and waste if you did relationship, <laughs> And um, uh, there's a
1: cheetah photo. So there's I think. A is it a, is it a cheetah? There's two cheetah
2: photos. So there's a cheetah photo from my tour, my, my tour, I'm not a musician, <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> my time in South Africa, my trip there, <laughs> then the better cheetah story, I'm not sure which photo you're, you're referring to, but the story, um, which is better is actually, um, I was at the Columbus zoo, um, in Columbus, Ohio and Jack Hanna, if you know him, he's been the animal expert for 20, 30, 40 years. He has his own TV yeah. show. Okay. Uh, but that's, that's sort of like his home zoo. So I was there as a journalist, and Jack Hanna's, I guess, right-hand woman, um, Susie, who's also on the show with him, happened to be there. So they somehow found out that I love cheetahs. So she brought me into the cheetah enclosure to play with the baby Uh-oh. cheetahs, oh, my who, God. who were the first two born by in vitro fertilization.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: So he, my friend and I were in the enclosure for the whole zoo to see with these two baby cheetahs. And it was one of the best experiences ever.
1: Okay. So you're with baby ones. I didn't see that photo, but that sounds cuter. Um, oh, they're in there like somewhere. With, you were like <laughs> with an adult one. Is that not a... That was I on his you, website, guess, was, was it? It? That's yeah. South Africa. That's, in That's South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. Okay. And the bait. Okay. I didn't dig right. deep enough. Well, um, I
0: want to I wanna shift gears a little bit from cheetahs to, to another topic. So we were doing a little bit of stalking and I actually heard uh, a, a little... I don't know if it's a secret or an open secret um, from a mutual friend, Ivan, that you have an OnlyFans. And there, there's I guess there's a story behind it. So we wanted to find out about that. I, there's a, I, mission, I, there's a I, mission.
2: I knew you were going to go there.
1: <laughs> we want to know what is the OnlyFans mission.
2: Or so maybe it's I, obvious.
1: Was,
2: <laughs> I was in Fort Lauderdale in Wilton Manors um, around New Year's. And we were talking, my friends and I were talking about doing like different other ways to generate income and just like second jobs or third jobs for some people. And I jokingly said, I'm going to start an OnlyFans." And it was a joke. And my friends laughed and said, you're too old. So I like, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Jeez. no, actually, it was you're too old. Nobody's going to follow you. Oh, my <laughs> God so "Mm, this is interesting so i started it and it was it it actually grew fairly quickly um quicker than i thought so i have been you know i don't i'm not doing it for the financial side it's right now it's a free subscription um then you could pay for like some other photos, which we, don't, we won't get into those. <laughs> we won't um, get, get in on the <laughs> but, computer. Yeah. Let's look yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I have been doing, I have been um, increasing my donations throughout the year um, to different nonprofits, whether they're Indie Humane, the Humane Association, Indianapolis, or, or other charities, um, just... I donate anyway, but I've been using some of that OnlyFans money to increase my donations to those charities. All right, so the moral cost. of the
0: story is follow Joey on OnlyFans and he'll donate your money to follow, charity. Follow yeah. for a good cause.
2: A good Maybe cost, cost. I, good I, I'll donate some to the IGLTA Foundation.
0: There you go. <laughs> what's, your, what's your OnlyFans uh, profile or handle? It, it's,
2: it's, the, the name is so it's onlyfans.com. Then you go to It's Joey Time it's, so joey, one, time. it's so joey, joey time all one word all one word
1: <laughs> it's joey time all right you probably podcast. you just got you just got a thousand new followers <laughs> i um, hope so <laughs> um did you did you accomplish your your accomplish your your mission then yes
2: yeah, so the act the ultimate goal was to get to 10 percent so i don't know if you know only fans that well but you could it shows you like how high like what percentage you are amongst all the creators on the on the app um, or on the website and my goal was to get to ten percent of all creators and I made top uh, oh, ten so, percent so that was the goal. Yeah congrats and then you also said Thank a big
0: fuck you. you to your friends, right?
2: Yeah, and and they're still laughing at me, but I'm like <laughs> you know I'm like, I don't that's care just, anymore. Now a jealousy it's just laugh. Yeah. It's a jealousy. It's like, oh he did it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Austin Austin, would you ever do OnlyFans? Absolutely. <laughs> we've we've joked about it too, but I would have no problem doing it i mean i i don't give a fuck i mean everyone you know who
0: doesn't only fans can can determine what type of photos and content they want to put on on, on there i mean yeah. there are people on only fans who are, don't do
2: like sexually explicit content i would <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's right. that's we, the can... thing you know a lot of people actually enjoy just the shirtless photos more than yeah. they enjoy the other stuff so and every there's a there's a body type and a person for everybody. Exactly. What I did learn percent. is um Absolutely. I was getting compared to like the 20-, 30 year olds, you know, the the hot boys, I'll call them. And what I realized is, you know, the sixty-seven year old doesn't want to see the twenty year old. They want to see somebody in their thirties and forties mm-hmm. who's a bit more mature. More mature. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's sort of what my market is right now. Um I'm I, I have I'm forty one. You know, I still look decent for 41. So um, I just appeal to that older, more mature person.
0: Well, Joey, why don't you tell me, tell our listeners, what are the future plans that you have for only, I mean, uh, Pride Journeys?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess I'm doing uh, Salt Lake City. Um, I'm going to Provincetown. I'm doing Orlando. In June, it's gonna be hot. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, when in June?
0: We're we're in there. We're well, there at the
2: beginning of June. I'm there for the IPW conference.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. We'll see you there.
2: Okay, okay cool, awesome. June yeah. second to um, sixth. Yes, yeah. Whatever. I think that's the dates. Um, okay. I haven't booked my trip yet. My flight. I just have everything else. But um, and and like I said, I'm, I'm building a house, so I'm not really traveling much after that conference because I'm, I'm not sure when the house is closing and stuff. So I got to be in town. Um, but, you know, I may do some it's drive trips. Yeah, cool. I'm, Indianapolis is very centrally located. We're surrounded by like nine cities. So it's very easy for us to go to Chicago or go to Louisville or go to Cincinnati or Columbus. It's just it's so easy. It's less than three hours for some of them. So there's just tons of cities around here that we could... St. Louis is three hour, three and a half hours away. Um, it's just a wonderful place to live because of the proximity to other cities, too.
1: That is great. Um, well, Joey, is there any question that you wish we had asked you or something else you'd wish to share before we finish up?
2: Oh, wow. Um, I mean, you sort of dug into everything pretty well. we tried. we really tried. I mean, we, we made
1: all it the all, all the way to OnlyFans, so <laughs> <laughs> we did pretty
0: good.
2: So... Um, I guess the only thing I would bring up is something I currently work at the Damien Center, which is HIV AIDS organization in Indianapolis. And we're doing such great work here. We have, we're, we're the size of what other major cities have. And we're a, a smaller city. You know, we we have mental health clinics. We have primary care facilities, a a pharmacy. Um, we help with LGBTQ housing um, we are just, we're one of the largest organizations in the city, um, that focuses not on LGBTQ solely, but just, um, we're, we're considered by, by some as an LGBTQ organization. Um, but we're comparable to nonprofits that are located in San Francisco and New York and we're in Indiana. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. Congratulations. We helped thousands of people, um, and just I love it here. I'm, I'm the direct, the manager of special events, so I get to plan all of her parties, which is always fun. Um, it's a good role. Yes, <laughs> awesome. I can't complain. So.
0: <laughs> well, Joey, thank you so much for your time today. Um, well, thank I'm you sure guys. Sure. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, we'll be sure to keep following you on uh, Pride Journeys and OnlyFans, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, if anybody joins in OnlyFans right then, from today until. Say so the next week or so, I'll donate all that money to the IGLTa Foundation. Oh, that's <laughs> it's a perfect deal. Well,
0: <laughs> thanks, Joey. We're gonna we're gonna wrap the show, but you're welcome to. Okay,
1: awesome. Thank you so thanks, much. Guys. Thank you. See ya. Thank you, everyone, for joining us and for listening today. If you like the show, uh, you can su- subscribe to us on Colin and give the episode a like with the heart icon. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and what am I forgetting? Instagram at Two Bad Tourists. And feel free to leave a comment about what you want to hear more of and what you liked about this episode.
0: Yeah. And so just to give you a sneak peek of what we are discussing on the next episode. Actually, we're going to be talking a little bit about Orlando, um, as we just mentioned with Joey. So next week, we will have Billy Looper and Tom Christ, uh as special guests, who are the producers of One Magical Weekend, which is taking place the first weekend in June. It's a LGBT dance and music festival. Uh, we will actually be attending in June. And uh, we're going to be speaking uh, with them about that event. So this will be our second time. uh,
1: And we're very excited. Um, Next week, we will be back with another episode. Stay tuned for the time because we are going to try to adjust our our times to a little bit earlier. So uh, we're still confirming that with our next guest. So we'll be back next Tuesday, the time to be determined. But thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, guys. We'll see you
0: next week. Bye.